Data's Gonna Date is back. It's me, Nicola. And yes, I do have somebody else here. Hello, it's me, Roisin, your favorite second podcaster after Nicola. I am uh, back. Please, people were begging. They were like, do not let that girl be on her own again. Don't bring that <laughs> Michelle one back, please. Don't bring that Michelle. Can't be dealing with that accent. It's terrible. Horrific. <laughs> well, apparently, look, Michelle mustn't have told any of her friends that she was on it. And then people who follow the podcast who know her were like, sorry, wait, what? What, what this? you never said it that you're going to be on it again so she had a few, so few surprised people including her own sister so who didn't know she was gonna be on it yeah so she you guys were giving some old advice to the listeners talking about dating but you prefaced it by both of you saying neither of us are on any apps neither of us are dating and we all hate boys uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that's the common thread though with people at the moment like Everybody who's kind of, everyone who I know is single is just like mm, eye roll, can't be arsed, like definite vibes of that. Like there's a there's an overall ick across the country at the moment. Yeah, it's like a fog. It's just taken over the whole the whole place. Um, with, but I suppose with the exception of Joanne McNally, because I'm obsessed with the fact that she was talking on her podcast with Vogue and they were talking about Joanne is on Raya. And she mentioned, yeah. have you heard this? She said yes. there's one Irish guy in it. I'm literally obsessed. I'm like, who is it? Because the only person I could think of was Greg O'Shea. But... Was he qualified? Of- yeah, well, like, he, was, he won Love Island, so... I heard now that he was at her show and he was loving himself. I am not shocked by that. There's <laughs> no part of me that would think that Greg is a bit... You know, low on self-esteem. <laughs> no, I I heard that because I don't know if anybody else listening has been to see Joanne and it, like her show is fucking hilarious. If you haven't been, get tickets. It's such a good uh, girls' night out. But um, it's mainly women in the audience. So mm-hmm. I'd say he was just absolutely lapping up the attention. Oh, yeah. uh, from the girls. Uh, you know, I heard from someone that he was kind of, you know, hanging on the seat, kind of looking around, being oh. like, you know, I'm here. Just Sorry, here. Notice. Yeah. But like, it couldn't be Colin Farrell. Andrea, does he have a missus? Well, I don't know if he has a missus, but like she's in Ireland and he's in L.A. So like, oh, is he? it's okay. like Rhea is because um, obviously you have to be very famous to get on it. And we're, we're just that little bit away from it. <laughs> um, but I was like, who else could it be like in like unless it's a rugby player or something? But I was yeah, like, a rugby player could could qualify, surely. Mm. Or it could be um, it could be uh, Greg O'Shea's that other guy who was in the sevens with him, who's on, who was on, come dancing with what's his name? I can't First think. First of all, it dance with the stars, and second of all, <laughs> is that your man? Oh no, he was on Love Island. Who? Oh, Jordan Conroy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to imagine. Like literally, the first person that came to mind when she said that, I was like. And everyone I've talked to, I'm like, can, who do you think it is? Like, <laughs> on the date, because imagine being in town and you look across and there's Joanne on a date. I'd die with excitement. Oh my god, stop! I'd be like, hey, how's it going? Unless <laughs> any more information. Um, no, she's so funny, and it's weird because I don't really listen to her, her podcast. Um, 
not anything against Joanne and, and nothing against Vogue either. Just, it, I'm not getting into it. I'll, I'll disclose who I am if I do. Um, <laughs> I don't really listen she's to She's Amber, if anyone's listening. Yeah. She's yeah. Amber. I am Amber. My Roisin is my code name. Um, but uh, so I went to see her show with kind of no expectations because I was like, I didn't really know. I'd seen her do mm, random stand up over the years, mm. like in like you know what I mean in the international or you know different places when she was a lot smaller so I wasn't really like expecting a whole lot so I just thought she was hysterically hilarious like I did not stop laughing the whole time I really just found her it's just so nice to see a woman who's even older than me talking about being single talk mm-hmm. about being the single one of their group talking about living with their ma again yeah. over lockdown and it was just so and it was weird because she was talking and I was like we have all lived the exact same life. You know what I mean? Just different kind of versions of it. Like she was talking about drinking in fields and, and I was like, we're all the same person. We might yeah. like be at different like social statuses or money or whatever, but we all essentially lived the same childhood, the same teenage life. Like it's just hilarious. But she was so funny. The only thing I would say is, my God, I mean, if it, it proves a stereotype that women don't shut the fuck up, like literally through the whole thing, there was a gang of women talking the whole. I was like, why did you make money to come here and just talk through the entire thing? It must be so annoying if you're um, a performer to yeah. like hear people talking like the whole way through your thing. I'd be fuming. I didn't. There wasn't anyone like that around us. Again, it was all women. But like, yeah. what level of shit face did you get? Because we were like bananas and then I was like when I turned when we went to the bar afterwards everyone we met that was there was just like oh it's like it's like she's this permission slip to get really leery it's like yeah. I don't know what it is well we went on a Tuesday so it was I was never going to go on a Wednesday one. it wasn't yeah. really <laughs> better we and, afterwards I mean after. I had four drinks and I felt really tipsy like honestly and yeah everybody there was a hanger. They were on, what does she call it? The psycho juice, the wine. Oh, yeah, the psycho <laughs> juice. Um, but yeah, no, I, like everybody was langers. Like I was, I was tipsy, but I was fine. I was like, I have to drive to work in the morning. I'm like, oh, hey, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like everyone, there was, a, there was a guy drinking a bottle of wine in the front row. Like she absolutely rinsed him to dear life. <laughs> he was one of the only straight men in the audience. And two, he was drinking a bottle of wine. And she was like, are you from this outside? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I can tell. One <laughs> to another. And she just absolutely wrecked him. It was so funny. But, you know, everybody's absolutely belubers out of their mind. I was like, it's Tuesday. I was like, everybody must have a day off tomorrow except for me, Rachel. Oh, I remember I, I've gotten, I'm going to see her again, but it's not like July or something like that. And I'm like, what day of the week is that on? Because I feel like I definitely need the day off after considering my levels of fear after the next one. Like we, I tagged her in a photo on Insta that day and she DM me and was like, and we were like, come to Wheelands. The girls are like screaming. I was like, she's after replying to me and they're like, ah, oh my God, reply, tell her to go to Wheelands now. So, um, I was like, oh, hey girl, as if we you know we're besties. Yeah. To Wheelands and all this, and the next day I was like, "Be glad you didn't come to Wheelands. You were <laughs> the drunkest women in all of Dublin." And like anybody else that was there, that was kind of of an age, was all like going to or actually going yeah. to Joanne. Like we went to Jackie's one night up on um, Thomas Street, and we yeah. weren't going to Joanne that night. We were going with something else. I can't remember, but it was like a Tuesday. And everybody there left around quarter past eight. I was like, "They're all going to Joanne." It was so obvious. Yeah. The mass exodus. 
I'd say she, do you think she actually avoids anywhere like everyone else is going afterwards? So she's like, everyone's going to be in Wheelands. Everyone's going to be in Jackie's. Yeah. I'm going to go to the George. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say she's like, no, I'm going to go to like the Shelburne because it's probably definitely nobody that'll be sober enough to get in here. So we're really fucking fancy. So true, so true. I actually just only started following her on Instagram and everything. She's just so funny. And even your man Grode, who like um who does the opening act, like he was so funny as well. Because sometimes the opening acts are shite. Uh, no offense <laughs> to any inspiring comedians listening. I do apologize. <laughs> um, but like sometimes they're really bad. And now, just, uh, a friend of ours is gonna take great offense to this role because you do know that she did score an aspiring comedian one I who's uh, made his name now. <laughs> Oh yeah, wowie, wowie! She was mm-hmm. very lucky, or he was very lucky, should we say? <laughs> Nothing like getting a, a voicemail at five a.m. and it's her and this insert comedian's name here going. Do you want to come back to my house? <laughs> she will love. She will love getting mentioned once again here on this podcast. I don't know yeah. how many times we've brought. Well, I'm sorry, Luke, she should be glad that we're not saying who the comedian is. So that's all I can say. We're not mentioning a bright name. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could but. be anyone who stars in Beep. <laughs> it's like when Michelle said she scored the guy from Emmerdale and with the amount of DMs we got, everyone was like, was it the following person? Malon Dingle. Zach Dingle. <laughs> I think everybody would be surprised by who it actually was because I think their persona on the show would not be what you would envisage of that particular gentleman. Can I say it was a gentleman? You could just does, does Michelle want to give away her sexuality? I don't know. <laughs> I think she said it was a guy because he she I think she she definitely spoke about him driving up in his zooped up whatever kind of car he had. Um and in terms of the comedian, we can also confirm that is a guy, an Irish yeah. male comedian. If anybody has actually if anyone's any scoring stories with any comedians, send them in to us. We'll see if it's the same person. <laughs> Oh my god! If anybody has any stories about shifting anyone remotely famous or well known, even if it, he was in California, or oh my god, I'd love if he was in California. I would absolutely love to hear the gossip. I've never, I have never shifted anyone even close to being remotely famous. I don't think I shifted someone who was in a soap in Fair City one time. Mm. <laughs> Can't say who though. Mm. Oh my god! If you again, do you want to send your guesses in? If you shifted someone from Fair City, please slide into our DM. I'd say half of Dublin probably has shifted someone from Fair City. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I can. It wasn't the it wasn't the bald fella, was it? Paul Brennan. I yeah. wish. <laughs> he obviously has the charm. He's slept with everyone in Carrickstown. I can confirm yeah. it wasn't your man Zumo that got done recently for beating up women. So I can confirm it wasn't him. <laughs> okay. He is a complete scroll. It wasn't him. <laughs> but yeah, that was my claim. We we smoked one night after a drunk. He was sober. I was drunk. And gosh, it, was, it was so romantic. Well, and I found it after he had a girlfriend. So that's why I'm not naming them. Oh, oh. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, you could have gone to the soap awards or something with him. No, no, he actually had a wife and four kids. Yeah, so he it was on holidays. I met him on holidays, and yeah, oh, Irish bar, of course. Like, obviously, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Great to see the lads really, really proving their worth. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it. But look, it's my claim to fame now. I do know yeah. somebody who. Oh my god, what? Other... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can tell who the per- I can't say who it is. I do know someone who's shifted Dahi O'Shea. No, he's married now. So <gasps> pre-marriage. 
<laughs> and oh if she hears this, she's going to literally have a shit attack. I'm not going to tell the story. But <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything. She's gonna... I think I know this story. You know, like he I... murdered me to death. So murder me to death, obviously. <laughs> Other way, yeah. I murder someone. <laughs> But um, yeah, so please. OK, right. Actually, I should have put that out. With the, if I knew we we're going to talk about this today, I would have put it out earlier. But send us. I think didn't someone message us that they went on a date with Jedward before. One of Jedward. Oh, they came up on the um, uh, Poss or Tinder or something. Oh, I, saw, definitely- I saw John on uh, on Bumble. <laughs> Nobody can see. Nicholas giving her her best. Yeah. John and Everett impression. John and Nicola. And together we are Jickola. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't work for me, Ron. Like, I mean, <laughs> just me. No, Joshi, Joshi, John You'd have to be with Edward, maybe. Yeah. Ed, Ed Sheen. Yeah. What Rod, would we? Rodward. Nasheen. We're Nasheen. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? So yeah, please send us your your shifty shifty stories. We want to hear yeah. them all. I want to hear who you scored at Fair City. Was anyone ever with anyone from a boy band? Um, like, and it doesn't have to be Westlife fame. It could be <laughs> like, remember that band D Side? Sure, D-side. someone shifted one of them. Oh my god, they were, they were great. They were great. I love them. I once saw one of them. I went to a panto, and they were they were mooning on the side of the stage, and I and I saw their bumps. Oh. There we go. There's my claim to fame. There, lads. You saw Actually, five bumps. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll tell you now a story. Uh, my my actual claim to fame, um, uh, for anybody listening who was a big fan of pop stars, um, the group one. You're I, the <laughs> You're the one who discovered your passport. <laughs> yeah, not not the Irish one, the English one. Uh, I was sixteen and won a radio competition. Oh, I know story. with Tony from Liberty X. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you're all frantically searching for Tony. He's not the one who went back on The Voice a couple of years ago on the BBC. He was the other one. He was the Irish one. And I had a date with him in Odessa. I had to bring my sister because I was under 18. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the first date I ever had in my entire life. I don't think I had another date then for about five years or six years. (laughs) Did you go in and go, work it a little bit, just a little bit? Yeah. We did. We did. We got, you know, got real close. Just that age, that age, uh, <laughs> it was just too big. It was just too big. Uh, but that is the closest I've ever got to 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 shifting a celebrity. I say that as if I was 16, he was probably 25. That would have been really disturbing. If and your said. sister was sitting there watching. Yeah. <laughs> Full set of braces I had back then as well. Just I funny. love you so much, Tony. <laughs> Tony. With all the stuff stuck in your brain. I know. The braces are the coming off soon. Yeah. What a weird, what a weird competition, like, prize, really, now when I think about it. Like, you couldn't actually do it now. Like, it would just be like, sending a 16-year-old, I know, obviously, I had my sister as a chaperone, but, like, yeah. that would yeah. be really weird now, wouldn't it? Like, that would well, just... Like, imagine, happen. would you enter... Let's see, who could it be now, right? Like, who is famous these days? Like, would you go? Would you enter a competition to go on a date with Greg O'Shea? Uh, no, absolutely not. The man I think you'd only enter that if you were... If you were teen. Late teens, teen. early 20s, maybe. I'd apply for dates, like... 
to meet Idris Elba. Like, is that on the, is that on the cards? <laughs> There's loads I mean, of those going right. That's really reaching for the stars now. Like, <laughs> I'm a bit more realistic. If there was a date with Marty Whelan, I tell you, I'd enter uh, all day long. Uh, as we know, when we've had our discussion, <laughs> Marty versus... Uh, Oh my God, who was it before that we were comparing the two of them? Oh shit, was it Marty versus Marty? No, who oh, was yeah. it? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am Marty Whelan all the way, but I do love the Marcy. So, yeah. do we have someone else we were comparing them to? I can't remember, we did a vote and everything. It's on our Instagram. Today it is, it's on our Instagram. I'm uh-huh. trying to remember myself who it was. I definitely, there's definitely an Instagram image up of like Marty and who the other person was. How it came up, I don't know how half these conversations come up. Come it's up just like how he talking. came up here again. Today. Oh, Mike Murphy. That's what it was. Mike Murphy. Mike can Mike. jog right on. No one is ever hey, going to beat Marty. Mike's again. the OG. The OG RTE. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Needs, no, too old. Move on. Marty is a young 76. <laughs> ah. Marty's probably like two years over than me dad like it can't be much difference imagine bringing him home to your dad well I tell you now your dad would be only delighted if you walked in the door of Marty Whelan he'd be delighted I'd be fuming but he'd be delighted he used to come into the X division I worked in all the time and he would be like getting with his kids and stuff like that and getting uh, videos or DVDs at the time but he would just pick up like did like titles and movies and like try to make puns out of them you could tell his kids were absolutely mortified right please please stop please stop what you're doing dad what a cool you'd love dad. it i love it i just want him to make puns out of my name just want him to walk in and just be like huh and make something funny oh if you're marty whelan's child and um, if he's single if he's not with mrs <laughs> whelan will you let me know or even if you can just get a voice note of him recording a poem with Nicola's name. Oh my God. Anyone who listens, who works in RTE, you can get him to do a limerick or a poem with my name. I'm telling you, it's my dream. <laughs> I've met him a couple of times, but I turn into like, you'd swear it was Shane from Westlife in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> but it's weird like how you get like, with some, like when you meet some like famous people, because like, I remember meeting Ryan Torberty and in no way do I find that man remotely, is this when I was there <laughs> yeah I don't find him remotely attractive nothing very charming something about like the way he engages with you which is like super charming he like looks right at you and he's like what's your name again and what you and I was just like wow I just feel like and then you took off you your top have this connection like this is really weird you literally <laughs> took your top right off then just more straight away but actually it's because my brother-in-law met him not too long a few years ago uh up near where he lived and he got totally tongue-tied <laughs> ryan he was like ah, we, my sister loves to slag him because like he was like yeah i'm, I'm from here yeah like, and he got totally overwhelmed so i don't know maybe ryan just has that effect on people in person perhaps yeah i don't know yeah. i just ran myself totally like blown away by how nice he was and I think I was just like it's obviously part of his charm because like you know no offence to look at Ryan <laughs> you know because <laughs> like, I wondered I was like he's had such gorgeous beautiful girlfriends and I was kind of like how the fuck and then when I met him I was like ah oh, yeah no I get it now I understand okay. what's happened we'll have to do a follow up on this now so A if you've shifted Ryan Tuberty or B if you met him in, po- in person and you think he's charming let us know we'll put up a poll uh, a sexy poll on our Instagram <laughs> over the next couple of days to see who thinks he's sexy 
I mean, I don't think he's sexy. You do. Like- you do. You're mad about him. You want some talking about him. Text me every day. Are you listening to Tom's? <laughs> Here, look. Do you know where he is? I need to track him down. I just um, <laughs> stop the entire time. Oh, my God. Imagine. Although we do have a friend who works uh, with his brother who's a doctor. So, you know, maybe there's an in there for me that way. You know what I mean? I'd say I'm definitely Ryan's cup of tea anyway. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> He loves a good uh, Gael Gore. So if you love someone who speaks Irish. Yeah, Irish. I mean, I barely passed past Irish, but I'm sure. <laughs> You're sure you can scrape it together. Yeah, yeah. It's my lum Tussa, Brian. <laughs> we'll do I'll get from G on Eris. Oh, wow. So yeah, wow. That's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, I love how we come on and we have, like, we just say, we'll just start and see what the crack is. And it's 25 minutes later and we haven't talked about anything serious. No, well, we haven't talked about anything really dating or like, <laughs> at all. Well, that's because the whole country has the ick. So it's like, it's yeah. Fine. Yeah. In fairness, they all do. Um, I suppose, look, I myself, lads, the reason why we haven't really been on is really because myself, um, look, with myself and Nick have always been open and honest here about like what we've been going through with our dating lives and everything like that. So um, at the end of January, like myself and Tom broke up and without going into all the gory details and everything about it, because, you know, obviously part of that is, is personal and private. Um, but it was a real shock for me. So I didn't do the breaking up. I was broken up with um, and I haven't really got any uh, closure or I don't really know what happened. That's the, that's the only way I can, it's the only thing I can say without getting into it more detail. Um, I was really floored by it all and I just didn't feel like coming on and talking, to be honest. Um, it just felt like if I came on and I didn't say anything, I felt like I was being fake. Um, and then I just didn't know how positive or I, I could be because like you're listening to a dating podcast and dating is fucking hard enough as it is without then listening to someone being like, fuck everyone, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards. I'm going to kill everybody who exists uh, with a penis. So, um, you know, I didn't want to come on here and just um, um, be that type of way either. Um, obviously, like, as you can tell, I'm obviously doing a lot better now and hence why I'm back and me and Nicola are talking. But yeah, it's just... It's been really hard and it's been really horrible. And oh, just then I had to go for the old smear and now I have to go for a colposcopy and like I had to have blood tests because I wasn't well. So it's just like it felt like everything was going to happen at once. And before anybody says it, yes, I realize I'm not living in Ukraine. Nobody's dropping a bomb in my head. You know, there's there's no one's going to say that. No one's going to say that. Like, <laughs> yes, there are obviously atrocities happening around the world, horrible things happening in Ukraine and all those people but like there's, that doesn't mean that people can't be sad and it doesn't mean that you can't talk about your problems because then what happens is you keep them inside you don't talk about them and they manifest into something much bigger and worse off and the best thing about being a girl is and I suppose is that we can talk about feeling sad and feeling emotional yeah. and being angry one day and the next day being really negative and the next day being on a complete high and a low, you know, that's yeah. one of the things about like lads probably hate about girls that we talk about all these things. But like, <laughs> if you can, as you said, if you came on and just didn't acknowledge it, there's a, there's a group of, you know, mainly women, but you know, lads yeah. who listen to us too, who have followed your journey, I suppose. And, yeah. and they want you to be happy and they don't want, 
they don't they would be like thrown if you come on and you suddenly were super negative or if you yeah. just didn't mention it or you just come on and you're like so get the shift last week yeah no it would have felt disingenuous coming on and just kind of uh, kind of bullshitting and it's taken me you know about uh, two months to feel comfortable coming on and, and talking about it it is a it is a weird feeling to be in your mid to late 30s and meet someone and it be you know, after a year, it's very serious. Like it's very different from when you're in your twenties mm. and you break up with someone after a year, you know, like the bounce back is easier. The commitment maybe you made to each other mightn't have been that serious, but like, this is somebody that I'd spoken to about moving in with each other. Like we, we the Christmas just gone, we joked about engagement rings and everything like that. And before anyone says this, that's not what made him run off. But like to have those conversations with a person at this stage in my life and then for the way everything fell apart, like it's really, really difficult. And it's so hard to like pick yourself up. Sorry. It's very hard to pick yourself up again and think, how am I going to do this again? Like, Jesus Christ. Because sometimes it just feels like there's only so much you can take of this dating bullshit, not to get too negative. But I know like, so many people who message us on Instagram and listen to the podcast, like find it so hard and like find dating so difficult. And it's just like you meet someone and it's you're like, oh, God, I don't have to do this again. Yeah. Or that like yeah. that's kind of what you feel like when, when it starts getting really serious. You say, I love you, you know, and you feel like this could really be something. You kind of think, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> like, I really don't want to do that shit ever again. And then the realization that, like, if you want to meet someone, and like, if that, if the, you know, if like some people I know are like comfortable being on their own, and they've made maybe peace with maybe that they they're happy on their own, and if something does happen, well, it's a happy accident kind of thing, right? But if you really want to meet someone, like if you want a partner, like it means forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. It means trying to talk to people in real life. It means trying. To, oxy fucking date naps <laughs> like literally the thoughts of even doing it made me feel sick like having boring conversations with people again having I've like I've had I don't know about you Nicola but I've made I've had some guys you know messaging and then have made comments on my body and my weight like all this kind of stuff the rejection like it all oh, just the thoughts of doing it potentially again is so overwhelming and it's look I'll be straight honest with everyone like I don't think I'm going to be a date nap for a while I um, I will certainly be pressing pause on dating life for me um, I'm happy to like if Nicola wants to do stuff I'm happy to go with her like in person things but I don't think I'm ready for the onslaught of apps or anything like that um, I don't think anyone expects that. And like, what, obviously they won't know that until they listen to this episode. But yeah. like, I think all of us can probably sit now, man, male or female, but particularly probably female. If we were after breaking up with somebody, the last thing you want to do is get back on those apps. Like it's yeah. it's different if you're seeing someone a couple of weeks and you're like, oh, quick, let's get skip. I'm in the mindset. Let's get back on it or whatever. But if yeah. you are after, as you said, and especially because we're in our 30s, these things, the the things that were, the milestones that seems that would be much spread apart and you're in your 20s, you know, it might take five years before you'd move in with somebody. That thing happens yeah. maybe in two years when you're in our 30s. You know, you talk about babies, you talk about this because we have 
ticking clocks and everyone's yeah. talking about it and all that kind of stuff. But also you're at a stage in your life where you're ready for it. So you go, this person is committing to me and telling me this, that they love me and this kind of stuff. So therefore, let's let's get the ball rolling. Let's start talking about things and make sure, because the worst thing could be if you were going out with somebody and you're out a year and a half or whatever, and then you find that they don't want kids and you're mad to have kids. Like you do need to have these conversations in your 30s. Whereas yeah. in your 20s, you'll go, sure, we'll just see what's happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No. But I, I don't think anyone's going to be sitting here. I'm not going to be like Roisin. Get down a little past <laughs> there now, will you? <laughs> the pressure's going to be on you, Nick, to deliver. Deliver, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, quick. Right. I'll, never mind. I'll go to wash my hair. I'm going out. Back, Jerry, girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, I suppose it's not that I expect it. It's probably just an internal pressure that I'm like putting on myself. Um, but it's just. It's very strange. I think like you go from knowing when somebody is going for a piss to knowing nothing. Like you don't know where they are. You don't know, you know, like if they're at home, if they've moved country, you don't know anything. You go from knowing like what sandwich they had that day Mm -hmm. to knowing nothing about someone. And I like that is so hard. And I found that hard in the past when I've gone through breakups is like you go from having this best friend this person you talk to every single day to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I I, I mean that when I say that, guys, I mean the communication was stopped immediately. So there is all that to contend with on top of a breakup, not having your answers, um, and then just feeling like shite, like just feeling really awful. Um, and like the thing is, there's going to be someone listening to this row who's at like you're a couple of months down the line, and obviously it's still upsetting. And um, you know, you're it's it's still, you're like as you said, you've marked yourself off. Still, you can see on you, and you know, can hear it in your voice, like it's still raw. As you said, you didn't get the closure that you you needed, and you didn't get the the words that you needed to, I suppose, m- help you move on. Um, yeah. But there's someone and there's someone probably listening to this as well. And maybe sometimes it'd be really annoying if we were super positive about dating because someone's going through a breakup and they're like, would you fuck off? They're all fucking breaks. <laughs> so there's someone going, finally, someone fucking knows how horrible it is out there and stuff. And yeah. like, have you if there is someone, I suppose, that's maybe a month or two behind you, um, what helped you start to kind of start to feel OK a little bit again? Like, I know you're not there yet. So you're yeah. not back to your 100 percent. But what what's kind of helped you? get to a little bit each day a little bit better yeah I mean obviously I had my initial days I called in sick to work and I just couldn't I couldn't do anything else um I think the fact that my job was so extremely busy like even though I was wrecked and like tired doing it to have like a space of time that you just focus and I wasn't looking at my phone like hiding my phone and turn off notifications like I really did I'd say for about three or four weeks, just go totally introverted. Now, for some people that that might suit them or that might not be the answer for them. But I just like didn't want to talk to anyone. I just didn't want to meet anyone. And like some people might say, that's mad. Like the first thing you should do. But like it was hard enough kind of going home and telling my mom and dad mm-hmm. what happened because I go down there every week for dinner. So there was there was only so long I could avoid that conversation. So you already do that. Everyone I live with knows. And that's kind of enough chat about it for that moment. I just couldn't bring myself to tell other people because I, I honestly couldn't believe what happened myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when people ask what happened, I'm going to be like, no, I don't know. 
<laughs> like I don't know. And I was just worried about the barrage of questions. So for me personally, I just kind of went a bit into myself for a couple of weeks. I just fully focused on my work and just doing any any small thing that would have put a smile on my face for like two seconds. Like that's what I did. Like I think I watched like all of Queer Eye that I hadn't seen even the Japan <laughs> episodes because I hadn't watched them. Something that I knew would be like like light, but also if Falling. I could cry, I could bob yeah. my eyes out and it would be totally normal. Um, and then after the, the couple of weeks, then when I felt a bit stronger, because I was just saying, I was like, I just didn't feel strong and I just didn't feel strong enough to tell other people. So... I like I had been going into the office, but I kind of stopped going in and hermited myself because I didn't want to be bawling crying in the middle of my office if somebody asked me mm-hmm. because like everybody around me d- doesn't necessarily know me. And then they're like, why is your <laughs> sobbing up there to death? Yeah. So I needed a couple of weeks myself to kind of steady myself. And then after about three or four weeks of that, I went back to the office. A girl I work with, I ended up telling her and... I mean, she was great and I didn't cry. It was fine. And then I ended up obviously telling people and what was going on. And then like every time you tell someone, like, it's still upsetting because you're just like reliving it over and over again. And you can tell even just like from me talking about it now, again, still getting a bit upset talking about it. But if you need to hide yourself away for a while, like do that. Like don't listen to anybody who tells you that you shouldn't do that. At the end of the day, we're all completely different on our personality. Like I am, I would call myself an extrovert introvert. Like as in, I'm very outgoing with the people I love and the people I'm friends with and with the people I work. But if I don't really know you, like maybe if, if I'm langered, I'll be like, way. But if I'm not, I'm kind of like, I don't wouldn't necessarily always as we know, I wouldn't approach someone I'd like fancy in a bar. Like, that's not how I am. So I just went more to my introverted side. But I needed to do that for myself to protect myself. And some people don't get that. But your friends and family who love you will understand, like, why you're gone quiet. Like, anybody who loves you is not going to give out to you for not replying or not responding or not doing anything. And then honestly, just like when I was ready then, just talking to my friends and like everybody just being so good you forget sometimes how many people love you like I know that sounds mad but like you actually forget the kind of friends you have the kind of people you have in your life like Nicola you sent me donuts they were stolen by somebody <laughs> they were stolen by somebody and my neighbours I don't know someone robbed them I didn't get them anyway that's for sure um, but like even my friends from home like they I was out for a walk and they rang me they were like are you at home and I was like yeah I'm just in the door for a walk and they pulled up in the car and it was because it was like the day before Valentine's Day so I was like just you know on the struggle bus and they had brought me flowers and chocolates and slippers and a hot water bottle and like do you know what I mean and it was just I was just overwhelmed by like the kindness of people Mm -hmm. and I think that's like one thing you realize like when the shit hits the fan whether it be a breakup or like your health or like you know a a death or anything like that it does make you realize like how the people the real people that you love are always there for you and you know focus on that I would say like as opposed to because I have a tendency to be very negative with myself in terms of my 
body image and the way I look. And that's something I've worked on my entire probably adult life to overcome. But when someone breaks up with you, those really awful negative thoughts start coming in on you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to work to fight against that because otherwise you just find yourself in a really bad hole and you just, you won't be able to get out of it. And like, the other thing I would say, like I I end up talking to somebody as well, like just a therapist, just to kind of help me because I was just feeling really negatively about myself mm-hmm. you know as well like it just you know the breakup just didn't help and I was just you know struggling um and that kind of helped me that that helped as well like I'm not saying you need that necessarily if you break up with someone just say maybe if you struggle with other aspects of your life or your mental health it, it's no harm to reach out to anybody so and the other thing is how oh, it's such a cliche but it's just true time you just honestly just need time to go through whatever you need to go through. And then you'll just come out the other side. Like one day you just like, like, oh, it doesn't feel as bad today. You know what I mean? Like it just kind yeah. of creeps on you a bit. Like it's mad. I was saying to you before I came on that I actually haven't cried in weeks like about it. But like obviously talking about it now, it's like obviously made me a bit upset. And I'm like, oh God, I am still upset. Well, like obviously I, <laughs> I would be. Yeah. But it's just, it kind of creeps on you. Like sometimes, like whether you're feeling better or feeling low, look, hormones, eh? Like, well, like, like, at this stage, you've probably either, people have been told um, that you guys yeah. broke up or, um, you know, you've told people, whichever it was. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes I think it's great to have like a friend that you give the the authority to tell people because yeah. then it means you don't have to tell six people in a group one person yeah. for you, yeah. you know? Um, but then, you know, you're saying you haven't had a, you haven't cried in a few weeks, which is amazing. But then today you've kind of had to come out and tell people again and the story. And like, it's because it's all the listeners. And I know, like, as we say, we are, you know, I said to you before we started, I was like, this is, we can say one sentence or we can say as much as you want like this is on you um like I do think the people that are listening are going to think you're so brave for coming out and talking about it because like like I do I think I would really struggle to come out and say like you know it's all of it it's not even just the breakup it's it's the other things like we all struggle with really negative thoughts and um to be able to say that you sought help for that that's like so brave as well like you know because other people will just you know push everything down they won't say that they hid in their room for four weeks you know, you know what I mean? Like that is all aspects of your life that, you know, you don't have to share, but you did. And you ha- are probably helping the person who's three months behind you, who's still in bed and is like, can't get out of bed and is ringing in sick to work like you are or or is doing the other one where it's like, I'm going to work 12 hours because it means that I won't look at my phone for 12 hours. So yeah. like, I think, you know, anyone who, as you said, like with the kindness as well of the people around, like I remember I felt like useless. And because I, at the time I was saying to you before, I've had so much on like with weddings and stuff. I've been like, I haven't seen Ro in ages. And the one time I did see you, you were going to a drag show and we were like, yeah. only like two hours together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, everyone was there and we were in, you were in such good form. I didn't want to be like, do you want to go sit in the corner and let's talk about this? Yeah. Great to see you. You were really like happy and buzzed and, yeah. you know, in really good form. And I think you had a really good time at the drag show, which is, of course, your, you know, where you love the most. <laughs> my my mecca, where I belong, <laughs> where I belong. I just wish I was a gay man. Honestly, I feel like my life would be like, <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. yeah, but that's well, what I mean. Like, we, like, I suppose as a friend, when something like this happens there's nothing we can do to make it feel better so you kind of like all you want to do is like swoop in and make it feel better yeah. and and then you know when you don't especially with 2022 like everything is just so jam-packed and you're so nervous about COVID is still with everything happening I've been like geez I haven't seen Ro I haven't seen Ro I feel so bad and like that and I talked to somebody else who's like have you seen Ro because I haven't seen her and you know what I mean like everyone's messaging <laughs> with each other and stuff we're like yeah, yeah. 
we had people over last week she doesn't want to talk to people for a week like okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but um I think fair play like honestly I thought you were going to come on and say two two sentences and I would have been like that's totally fine so fair facts to you honestly when have I when have I ever just said two sentences <laughs> it's not in my human nature but like the thing is like look I, the, like I have actually really missed doing the podcast like I we took a break off Christmas kind of anyway and I was kind of missing doing it and then obviously everything went to shit and like, like I wasn't thinking about it mm. and then we kind of had chats and I was saying like I think maybe a couple more weeks and uh, I'll feel better and like I do love coming on here I love the kind of chats we have with people on Instagram I've missed kind of chatting with followers and stuff because I've always, always been afraid they'll be like is that Roshi or Nicola like you know what I mean like or something like that they'll be like oh what's going on with your life why haven't you been on the podcast and it's just like you just get nervous in that sense Um, but yeah I wasn't I didn't plan what I was going to say I didn't know what I was going to say when it came to it I just like I was just like I'll just do like whatever feels natural and it feels natural to to be honest and not bull- bullshit everyone and like try to pretend like oh yeah I was grand after three weeks like <laughs> like I wasn't um, and I'm still like obviously going through a couple of things but I do genuinely feel better much better than I was I like I I haven't really now been on an absolute bender yet so I mean I'm not sure like if I'm absolute bloopers what kind of frame of mind I'll be in I have a good few things coming up soon so we'll, we'll see how it goes um but I've been kind of I've been going out and having nights out but I've been mindful of like I've had enough drink now I just want to go home do you know kind of way and that's not me like hiding away from the night out and that's not me like trying to avoid people because I'm out with friends it's just like I've reached my limit and I know probably if I drink anymore you know, we could tip into sad scale here. Mm-hmm. And like, what good is that going to do me? Wake up in the morning with the fear of God, messaging everyone being like, sorry, did I know you last night? Even though like your friends will be like, no. But, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why when I already feel upset or whatever, there's no point adding that additional stress and anxiety onto me when I don't need it. So like I haven't like haven't been drinking a huge amount or whatever, but I've been going out and socializing and I like being with friends. So I just at the moment doing what I feel capable of and then I'm like, okay, home time now. Yeah. I might get out of chips on the way home. Have time for that. Like, you know, okay. Yeah. Um but like you but, do know that like if you, when you do have that cry, because you know what, look, we all have them four times a year, yeah. five times a year, all of us have it, and it's something or it's usually something ridiculous. My shoe stuck in the crate, and everybody <laughs> hates me because they hate my shoe. You know what I mean? This is just the way it fucking goes. Like, but like I, I you know, a friend of ours did have a breakup where she didn't drink for you know, I don't know, eight or nine months afterwards, and and then when she eventually did. She, we were all so drunk that night and we did accost our friend's boyfriend about sperm donors and stuff god bless him he's gay and you know we just basically asked him to have all of our babies <laughs> so god bless him I think that was the first time we met him as well which is yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. Um, but god for, bless our friend you know she we were all really really drunk and she got drunk that night and had a little little weepy moment yeah. and the next day she's like oh god and we're like why why even embarrassed yeah and that's there any, it. Like, is there anyone here who could sit here in this circle and say that they didn't they've never cried when they're drunk <laughs> like yeah, no yeah and I think like it doesn't matter and you know your friends don't care so like, it'll come at some point like it's 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 it'll it'll happen um, I just want to I just want you to know that like if it does happen you know and, and anyone's the same who's listening if you have those teary moments and you're going through a breakup like 
it is if your friends are your real friends they won't care the next day yeah. they're not going that fucking pain in the arse they're yeah. going geez I hope she's alright today and if you text Fury and say sorry about last night I'm going to be like what are you on about don't care yeah. like come here yeah. are you talking about when I fell down the stairs oh that's grand <laughs> oh, yeah. come on. no it's true because I think I remember before in a previous breakup I did a lot of like drinking but then a lot of crying on my own like in taxis and at home and that's like as embarrassing as it is having to cry in front of all your friends or whatever going home and crying by yourself while your bananas is absolutely horrendous because like there's no one there in that moment to comfort you mm-hmm. and I like I stupidly thought and just I don't want to annoy everyone I'm better off just crying by myself it is it is not good for your self-esteem it is not good for noggin and then it's not good for your poor pillows the next day when you wake up and mascara and tan stains the whole way down <laughs> exactly so I think you're just better off being like honest with your emotions and just like kind of letting it letting it happen whatever may happen but yeah I mean honestly if anybody is listening to go through it I, I know like I, I said it, like it really is time I wish it wasn't I wish you could fast forward mm-hmm. to the point where you feel better I wish you could just get to that point super super fast but it's just it is just time and whether that be like it takes you three months six months a year two years whatever the fuck it is like that's how long it takes you you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like no, yeah. oh, there's no limit. Like you could be over it in four weeks. You could be over it in four years. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like just as long as in four, if it's four years that you're not like still locking yourself in your room and not talking to anybody, maybe just, you know, maybe call some friends over, you know, <laughs> yeah. cry with them and uh, watch a movie or something. But yeah, it's, it I mean, look, four years, try and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there is a point where you, you, you have to at some point, like push yourself <laughs> forward. Um, but I just mean like, you know, you know, do take time and if you need it and, yeah it's just it really is it's just it's shit I like I wish you know the, I, like I, I keep saying shit but shit is like the best word to describe a breakup I feel like there's no word that really encapsulates the feeling more than shit or shite like, because it's just the feeling of the whole thing um and it's just really like I think you feel like it's just you feel like oh this will never end I will never not feel this bad. It's like, you know, like in Sex and the City and like Carrie's like, will I ever laugh again? And someone's like, yeah, when it's really funny, you'll laugh. And then like Sharon shits her pants and they all <laughs> crease themselves. And that is the way it is. And that is like for anything terrible happens. You feel like you won't laugh or smile or enjoy anything ever again, which sounds very dramatic, but you do eventually. And then I, I can totally understand if there's anybody listening to it to us now is only just like recently broken up with someone I can totally envisage you rolling your eyes and being like go fuck yourselves you have no idea you have no idea what I'm going through you have no idea but we do we we know we've been there and uh, like I think if you call like three or four months down the line like you'll feel better yourself and as well as look just mind yourselves that's the only thing you can really do any little thing that'll make you feel better just yeah. do it anything um, that brings you joy go to Drama McNally uh, go, yeah. go to a comedy <laughs> gig go to the international if that makes you feel better go to a gig go to the cinema on your own whatever yeah. it is like just yeah. do it whatever I, we're going to cheer in next week me and you we're going <laughs> to yeah. tear up the town yeah exactly and then I'm 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 not I'm basically I don't know if you watch Bridget and Nicola uh, but I've now decided I'm not settling for anything 
less than a Viscount. So unless you're going to read, um, you know, you know, extraordinary poetry to me, you're going to treat me like a, an old timey whiny Jane Austen novel. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to set my standards stratospheric now okay. instead of lower than they were before. I ain't settling. If anybody's watched Bridgerton season two, Anthony, if there's any spare ones of those going around, then I might consider going back on the dating scene. But until then. <laughs> I'm aiming for someone who looks a bit like sexy father Peter from Dairy Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. He'll do me. Nice, sexy priest, but he's not really a priest. You know, he's ready yeah. to leave the priesthood. I like it. <laughs> he's no one to compare me to. <laughs> he has never felt the touch of a woman. Yeah. But like, no, they, they all have those stretch marks and they all. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the way a woman's meant to feel with four stone and t- three dairy milks inside her. You know? that, that is an extra boob. Yes, it is. That's, yeah. that's, that's not my belly. All women are made. You didn't learn yeah. that in the seminary. Father Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our aims. Viscount, Father Peter. Perfect. That's Until then, we ain't settling, bitches. No, no, no more settling. No, no more shit. <laughs> We're over that. We're done with that. Yeah. We're well, look, look, if anyone is uh, listening and they're going through or have just gone through or just starting the, the same kind of journey that Rose on and you want to send us a message, as always, all these are anonymous. We don't use anybody's names, even. And, you know, if we think it's or if you want us to share and get any advice or anything like that, we'll do that. As with anything, if you have any questions that you want us to get advice from the listeners and want us to bash it out in the next episode, we totally will. But yeah. I think Rose's story deserves to have it. This be this her episode and Father <laughs> Peter's. <laughs> Twenty minutes of talk about Ryan Doherty. <laughs> I break up and then Father Peter and Anthony from Bridgerton. What are we going to name this episode now after this? Ryan We're going to call it the Tubs. The Tubs Breakup Viscount Priesthood episode. <laughs> Father Peter meets Roisin and Brian meets Soberties. <laughs> like, I can't even think of what I'm going to call this, dear God. This is going to be oh, me. We're going to tag like, all of the celebs we mentioned. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Joanne McNally would just work for her. Like, Jesus, we just sold <laughs> more tickets for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she uh, doesn't need more followers. We do. I know. Stop hogging them all, Joanne. Come on, Joanne, sort of how, or at least come on to our podcast and talk with yeah. us about being single. I know you're busy doing 900 days of Vicar Street, but like, come on. Come on. We just need to ambush her. Just when you go to the show in July, just yeah. shove a recorder up and her be like, please, like, talk to me. I'll DM her again. And then I'll be like, no, don't come to Wheelands. Come to this recording booth. Um, it's yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's really private. You can just let out your feelings there and absolutely nobody else is listening. <laughs> and who was the guy on Rhea? That's all we want to know. Yeah, yeah. Fly into our DMs, Joanne. We just want to know. Yeah. So we've hey, lots look- of questions for the listeners this week. We've got between breakup, Tuberty, is he hot or not? We've got <laughs> celebrity hookups. Um, yeah. can you connect us to Joanne? Uh, yeah. who's who's a father Peter girl and who's a Viscount girl? <laughs> and who's on Rhea? And who's so, on Rhea? That's the other one. So if you can fulfill all those questions, I mean we'll make you a super be- fan. We'll make yeah. you a super fan. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> We're going to send you a personalised DM. <laughs> it's going to be like Jedward when they send out DMs to people. We're going, to be like, we're going to be like us. Oh my God, if anyone is the person who shifted John from Jedward, please let me know. Or Edward. Hey, get right. back in touch. We need, I don't remember the story. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. I think we did kind of do like a, did you shift a famous person? And somebody said that they shifted one of the Jedwards. And I'm like, I'm dying to know. Please. Yeah, we need, 
We need the info. I need to know, oh. like, did you date both of them at the same time? Like, did you go on date with one and the other one? Yeah, we're in the background just being like, you know, t- just like this. Good. Come on, <laughs> give John. It, give it a shift, John. <laughs> Use that tongue more, John. <laughs> if Jedward are listening, please, you're always welcome. Oh, my God. Imagine the two of us doing a podcast with Jedward. I, I mean, we like, talk a lot. Will we get a word in with those two? No, I think we'd probably get to introduce the show and they'd literally be like, oh, my God, Roisin, you're so sexy. I love your jumper. Nicola, I love the way your hair is so greasy right now. You're so cool, trendy. <laughs> <laughs> I should maybe take a Jedward impersonator. <laughs> yeah, that's a good job. I'd say you'd be rolling in the cash. Rolling in the dough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, gang, we will wrap it up. And thanks. Welcome back to Row, And thank you for being brave and sharing your story. And um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll have some. We won't probably want to be dating Scav from Ed Sheeran, but yeah. maybe I'll throw the lips on some fella. Something will be turned out to be some girls fella. I'll get a slap. Yeah. Be exciting. <laughs> all of that. All of that to come, guys. All of that to come. And also, like, Nicola has a severe wedding season for the next couple of months. So we will be looking for all the dirty deets. Well, I tell you what, I have some scandal to tell you in the next episode from the wedding season. Stay stay tuned. One down, one shift down. (laughs) down. Sorry, we have to get people to remind us to send us your counties and your countries that you've shifted from since St. Patrick's Day. That's when we started it. So I'm keeping a list. I want to mark off the 32 counties. So if you've shifted anyone, please send them and let us know where they're from. And also uh, any countries. There's somebody who messaged us today to say that they are uh, shifted someone in Turkey. Or sorry, oh. a Turkish person. I don't know if it was in yeah. Turkey. I'll read it. So I kept a list here. So some of them are, before we go. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So two people have said Turkey. So the Turkish oh, are on flying form. On- Libya. Oh, Libya. Okay. Yeah. Libya. UK. <laughs> Somebody text, I shifted a Manchester guy in Manchester. Does that count? That counts. That counts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're not a Manchester in Manchester, you know, maybe that kind of that kind of works. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't really count if you're a Dublin person in Dublin shifting a Dublin person. Yeah. 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 You know, like <laughs> if you're a Dublin person in Cork shifting someone from Galway. Fantastic. Yes. That's, uh, somebody else said Tenerife. We've had Scotland and Australia. And Ooh. then within uh, Ireland, we've had Armagh, Kildare, Waterford. Uh, Offaly and Dublin now I need to update that because there's a couple other counties that have come through but do send us in we want to know everything we want to hear if the whole country has the ick or it's just you know everyone we know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly I'm sure look while we're asking you to do favours please rate subscribe review Spotify now has a rate system on Spotify so if you haven't already give us the L five stars um, we would really, really appreciate it. And then also, uh, isn't there like some podcast award thing on? It felt like nominating us. Well, Please. so I just looked it up. And so what I have to put together um, a 15 minute best of date is going to date last year. So uh, if you have any key moments that stuck out for you, a guest that you really loved, I'll put them together and then we'll enter. And then as soon as the nomination's open, we need you to be like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Don't mind Joanna Vogue. They have enough fucking votes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. None of the big podcasts. Blind Boy has enough. Yeah. Joanna oh. Vogue have enough. Tommy Dear and Hector have enough. What about us? Okay. What about us? <laughs> Roshan just bared a bloody soul, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be 15 minutes of the thing that Nick said. <laughs> it's stuck <laughs> in me crying. 
That's just the bit. Just row crying. I'm just going to put that yeah. in and people are going to feel so sorry for us and we have to get all the votes. Yeah, exactly. And then me just going, got the ick. I've got the fucking ick. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, guys. Well. we'll go before we just laugh our faces off. But um, sending you all love. I hope you're all well and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, bye. Bye.